Welcome back. You got to, oh, we got to test, test, test. Something in the orange. That's Welcome to episode 34, right? 34. Your thing says 33. Is it 34? Well, it was 33 last time and I didn't update it. So welcome back to another episode of Undrafted Amateurs. We're halfway to 68. Look at you getting better at math every day. Every day, day. growing up before my very own eyes. You know what I want to jump into right now before we do anything? Because I'm still pissed off. We didn't do the day in history last last episode. I was like, too much of Christian. Move on. So should we do two weeks? Let's do last week's. Oh, you want to do last week's too? Okay. Okay. Let me see if I can find it. Look back on last week in history. All right. Last week, I wanted to do a shout out to Willie Mays because August 17th, Willie Mays hits his 660th and last home run. That is a good one. 660th. Willie Mays, goat. Maybe not the goat, but a goat. Barry Bonds is the goat. We all know that. Oh, also the capital city of the U.S. was moved from Philadelphia to New York City in 1790. August mm. 17th. Sounds familiar, but maybe you just told me these before and we didn't record it. Well, maybe we did record it. I screenshotted it this on way. August 15th, so wow. there's no way. Look at that. Uh, leaving your hometown, the motherland of Philadelphia. I thought you were saying More Than My Hometown by Morgan Wallen. That's a good album. Mm, sure it is. But on this day, August 24th, right? Yeah. Right now, the first nonstop transcontinental helicopter arrived in Washington, D.C. That's cool. And then Jerry Rice, who we all know as the great wide receiver, he signed a one-day contract August 24th of 2006 with guess who? The San Francisco 49ers 49ers. to officially retire from Mm -hmm. the NFL. Those are some good ones. I know. It'll be fun because (laughs) we're about to be in like football season because now this episode's coming out on Thursday. So we are in week zero of college football, which means there's going to be football every weekend for the rest of the year. And every single on this day will feature Joe Burrow from here on out. Mm Mm-hmm. On this day, Joe Burrow led LSU to the first win. Under or his. on this day, Joe Burrow had his first NFL bye week. On this mm-hmm. day, Joe Burrow had his first interception. Caught his first NFL snap. On this day, Joe Burrow threw for his eighth interception. Actually, because of the way days work, he's probably not been in the league that long that a lot of them will overlap. Mm, so she guess we're doing Thursdays. Yeah, so it's probably what? Days move back? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'd be one or two. Maybe. Maybe. Stupid idea. He caught his 43rd practice snap after week two's game. You see? Still have potential. Anyways, to move on, we played golf together on Friday. Last Friday. And it was a duel for the first like 12 holes. Before my epic melt. And then Joe melted like ice cream in in a sauna. I mean, Joe melted. He folded. It was like... Ice cream in a microwave, let's be honest. Yeah. A sauna's not hot enough. Oh, it was like yeah. a, in a 450 oven. On broil, high. Ooh. Broil on high. Good broil. The ice cream's getting toasty. It's a little crunchy. Mm. It's definitely melted. There's no mm. way it's crunchy. But mm. anyway, me and Joe were playing golf, and, and he played really well the front nine. Actually beat me by one. 
on the front nine and then just absolutely proceeded to lose it. Yeah, no big deal, but I managed to shoot 10 strokes higher on the back than I did in the front, which is pretty good. Pretty good, right? The old 40-50. Good old 40 on the front, 50 on the back. Love it. You know what's weird? A lot of players like who have been playing for just a couple years mm -hmm. do that a lot. They'll do like 42 on the front, and then they'll shoot 48. That makes me feel better because I do that all A lot time. of people do that. Because yeah. like the consistency is just not even close to there. It, Dude, you have to be pretty good to, to hold it together for 18. And that's why I say nine. It's like you can you can kind of string together nine holes. Yeah. But 18 is a whole different level. Mm. Well said. Thanks, man. You want to be my coach? Dude, I think I could lower. I could have took and took and <laughs> Could have done taken? I could have taken probably five or six strokes off your back. I believe it. Yeah. Steve, uh, we were playing with one of our friends, Steve, and he was saying afterwards that you should be my coach because you're telling me to get a little hips into my drive and maybe I can get a little distance on my drives one day. Dude, yes. That'd if be kind of nice. Because you just take it back and you don't move like your lower body at all until the downswing, which works because you're strong enough. But maybe I'll get over 200 yards at one point. Wow, because you're, you're only driving at like 180. 180 on a good day. Yeah. So that was fun. Maybe if I keep my front elbow in. Yeah, back elbow. <laughs> nope, front elbow. <laughs> ah. Anyway. Anyways. One day I'm going to be consistent. All cheers to you. Cheers, man. All cheers. Also, can we talk about pet peeves since we're doing that? Mm. Yeah, because in this topic, it's just we have the mic. It's a very dangerous thing. We can talk about whatever we want. When you're making the turn after mm -hmm. nine oh. and they don't have pork missiles available. What if they only have junior ones? But they're the full size. But they're bigger than the full size, and they've got like a loaf of bread around them. Dude, shout out. And they're out. like, we're, we're was, talking thick pork missiles. I was so pissed off. We waited, what, 25, 30 minutes? Or, yeah, at least. I'm, I mean, that's probably why I sucked in the back, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it pissed me off, dude. Yeah, I was trying to stay patient. And then, of course, my first drive was so far left. You recovered, though. I got lucky. Though. And then I missed yeah. an awful putt. Or like, you you know which one I'm talking about there. Oh, when I made the eight footer and you missed like the a four, four footer. footer. And because oh, all day before yeah. I'd been putting pretty well and you'd been putting horribly. You were up one. So somehow you had a great drive and I had an awful drive mm -hmm. and I somehow hit the green and you hit the green. And then I two putt, you three putt, right? It was all downhill from there. And then we tied somehow. Mm. Yeah. All mm. downhill from there. Mm -mm, That's a mm. pet peeve though. Like that if you're going to have a golf course... Have at least have nabs like crackers, yep, and hot dogs ready. Like honestly, if I had a golf course, I would have pork missiles that I carry around with people and yep. talking about like here's a pocket dog, here's pocket a pocket dog. dog. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause do you, you really need to wait till after nine? Yeah, exactly. Everyone knows that's that would make golf better. Let's it make would. golf great. Yeah, by more pork missiles and more not par threes and more available pork missiles. That's the big piece there. And less expensive. And less expensive. So today. Topic-wise, we're going to talk a little bit about the Ryder Cup, and then we're talking a little bit about fantasy, which we can't give away too much because we're in leagues with a lot of you fools that are listening to us. And we're in a league together. And we're in a league together. So it's going to be a shorter episode, but that's a little bit what we got coming up. But without further ado, the Ryder Cup. So probably my favorite golf event, definitely outside the majors, is the Ryder Even Cup. above the FedEx Cup? Oh, I hate. I mean, that FedEx Cup is so dumb. Which, speaking of FedEx Cup, Victor Hovland, yeah, winning the BMW was disgusting. 
He like shot the course record on a Sunday in contention. Mm. Disgusting. Disgusting. Right? So shout out Vic Dog. But he's going to suck in the Ryder Cup because he's not American. He's going to be disgusting in the <laughs> Ryder Cup. Anyway, so U.S., we got Scotty Scheffler. Mm-hmm. Who, so six people have automatically qualified, and there's six more captain's picks. Yep. So Scotty Scheffler, one, bang. Wyndham Clark, two, bang. Uh, eh. I think it's Cantlay. And then I think it's Harmon, Homa, Shoffley, or somewhere in that order. Okay. But those are the six. Uh, first of all, so excited to see Max Homa, one of us, I feel like. Yes. Shoffley, pretty solid as well. Scheffler, no doubt. Boringly but freaking having Clark, who's a rookie. No, he's been playing well. And then Harmon. I mean, he did win the Open. And then here's the worst part. Patrick Cantlay, who's becoming my least favorite golfer. Slowly but surely, mm. no pun intended. As bad as Patrick Reed? Yeah. Uh, probably not. But, probably not. But but getting back, dude. But he plays so slow, and it pisses me off so. Okay. Well, much. that is a great um, like transition to who do we think the captain's picks would be? Because Brooks obviously has isn't, to be Brooks. It's, it's got to be. It's got to be. But then there's the whole how does Liv fit in? You can't not pick him. I saw like, like Scotty Scheffler and I can't remember who else it said was like in favor of him. I'm like, yeah, do you want to win? Like you need him on the team. But it'll be interesting because he's complained a lot about Patrick Cantlay and how slow he is. Correct. So, so that they could be won't play together. They, the but, analytics department is going to be like, that doesn't work. But I will say this, man. Brooks Kepka finished seventh in the FedEx Cup rankings mm-hmm. and played four events. Four. He played the majors. He's, I think he's the best golfer in the world right now. Art, I mean, it's tough to argue that, you know? I mean, playing four events and finishing seventh in FedEx Cup points. Like, think about that. The, yeah. uh, the other guys played 20. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. That's insane. Obviously, the majors are weighted more. Like, But still, But four. so he finished second in the Masters, and then mm-hmm. he won... Uh, the PGA. So nuts. Absolutely. And nuts. then on the uh, European side, you have Roy, Rory, Rory, Mac, Rory. Nailed it. <laughs> He's an absolute animal. Uh, John Rahm and Victor Hovland, which those are three studs right there. Are you kidding me? I mean, Roy, which back John, to Brooks. This is Victor, why you need Brooksy on the team. We have three rookies. We have Clark, um, Cantlay, I believe, is a rookie, and then Harmon. Or no. No, Homa is the rookie. Harmon's a rookie. But Homa's that big, big Homa guy. Yeah, but three out of six rookies, man. Like, so they they were thinking about picking some vets because of that, mm-hmm. like a Jordan Spieth or you can. Dude, they even throw a Justin Thomas, but there's no way. Like, he didn't even make the top seventy. Like, come on, we can't. Yeah, I don't know. It's not been playing that well this year. But you're, I mean, Europe. We haven't won in Europe, man, in 30 years, I think. It was like 91. Is that right? Yeah, 30 years. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? We 32 no, years. No, 32 years. We haven't won. And think, I mean, Americans have typically dominated golf. Yeah. But I will say this. It's one country, the United States, versus Europe. An entire continent. Yeah. Idiots. I've always thought that's kind of ridiculous if you think about it. And somehow you know? it's always close, though. But it is kind of ridiculous. Like, why can't it be? Are there any good Canadian or... 
sponsor us. Are there any good Canadian or uh, yeah, Mexican? that one Canadian guy? Um, uh, gosh, he he won the Canadian Open. I don't know. He was from Canada. Hmm. Not Weir. Weir was a good golfer, but not him. going to piss me off. Mexico, they're not really, to be honest. I mean, there's a couple decent Mexican golfers. So I guess it really wouldn't change that much if it was North America versus Europe. Well, while you're looking that up, I think it's interesting because I was listening to Max Homa talk about it, and I guess they can kind of like request pairings and stuff, but they have like statisticians that are just like pouring over the analytics and figuring out what the best pairings of stuff are, which is pretty cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that is cool. Oh, Core Connors. Yeah, but what's he, what's his world ranking right now? 31st on the PGA Tour. So he's solid, but he wouldn't be, you know. Wouldn't make the cut. He is in the Tour Championship, though. Hmm. Anyway, anything else you want to say about the Ryder Cup? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's nice. Should should we mix this episode flow up a little bit and just go straight to Florida Man now? Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll do that, and then we're going to come back with the draft. And then we'll talk about draft fantasy. Fantasy, because the draft's going to be about fantasy, so it'll tee us up. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. I can't even see it. This is sick. Story number one. Florida man hospitalized with third-degree burns following incident with homemade flamethrower. In an attempt to solve a mole issue in his backyard, a Florida man found himself what with a this? far greater issue. In an ill-conceived plan to remove the moles, the man constructed a homemade flamethrower from an electric fuel transfer pump, a gas can, a garden hose, duct tape, and a butane lighter. After successfully testing the flamethrower on the ground, the man picked up his contraption to rid his lawn of the pesky moles. When the man lit the flamethrower a second time, the device exploded into flames, causing severe burns along the right side of the man's body. The man was rushed to HCA Memorial Hospital, where he is currently recovering. Story number two. Naked Florida man starts house fire while baking cookies on George Foreman Grill. While responding to a house fire, both police officers and firefighters were faced with a rather unusual situation. Upon arriving on scene, they observed smoke coming from within the residence. To their surprise, a naked Florida man opened the door, told them that he was sorry, and closed the door. Despite things being on fire, the man was unaware he was in any danger. When police finally removed the man for his safety, they learned the man, who admitted to drinking two liters of vodka and smoking marijuana, had accidentally started the fire while attempting to bake cookies on a George Foreman grill. Who was that? Artificial intelligence. Did you listen at all? Do I need to play him again? I didn't really listen much, but I heard the first few sentences to know story number one is false, two is true. That's right. (laughs) What was the giveaway? What's the tell? I was like, maybe there's something to me reading it. I didn't even listen. So you didn't even listen to first piece. <laughs> I didn't listen to really either one. I just thought um, story two is something that I would do. Is, is that a win for you? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> like relating you yourself know. to a Florida man and that's how your gut solves the problem. Is this a good thing here? I'll tell you what, man. I could definitely imagine myself drinking cold beers and then cooking cookies, baking cookies on a grill. I just thought, yeah, I mean, it's, it makes sense. I thought you were going to think that one's fake because of like the Michael Scott, 
trying to wake up to the smell of bacon cooking on this George Foreman grill. I don't even remember that episode. Oh. Plus, I got a little boxing glove right there signed by George Foreman III. I thought, oh, thought you might get a... Anyway, whatever. You're, Ridiculous. You're going so deep in this. Like, yeah. God, I had no idea. Well, no, I mean, I just had it. I'm like, because in the past, you're like, uh, guitar. <laughs> that one's fake because you knew that I was subconsciously looking for a guitar. Dude, can we just oh. admit I'm better? Let's just admit it. Dang. I mean, that's a good story, though. Hospitalized with third degree burns from you, like making a homemade uh, flamethrower to get rid of moles in the backyard. I just won two in a row, dude. Dude, congratulations. I think that's now, because I was up three and it was parallel. We were just alternating. So now it's, I guess, I a one. I think you were up three. Do you not remember when no, you debated no. it and then we had a video? No, because like, but that was true. But then I kept having to do it because you kept guessing right. And then we switched to where we. Yeah. And sucks. You definitely had the advantage. Sucks. All right. Whatever, dog. But yeah, suck on those nuts. Dang. Next. AI wouldn't even trick you. Nope. Draft time. All right, who's going first? Me? I'm first. You always think it's you. It's Every me. time. I'll go first. It's so, you're not. Nope, 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 nope. It's an even go, episode. Go, go. I'm going first. <laughs> who's first? Me? Let's go. <laughs> All right. So what we're doing for the draft is it's like a top player. Uh, so obviously if I pick number one overall and that's yours, sucks. Uh, but one of the it best players be. you want on your team, a sleeper, a fade, a rookie, and a comeback. Any order. Same as some of the last models of drafts we've done. So top player for me, easy, first pick, C-Mac. Yeah, that's fair. Especially in a PPR league. Yeah, and plus with uh, being on the 49ers where he's not going to get used and abused in the same way he did at Carolina, done, easy. Yeah, my top player is going to surprise people, Jamar Chase. Picking him over Justin Jefferson, wide receiver, just because my guy Joe Burrow is about to freak the league. I was about to say, why does that surprise people? Everyone's like, no, well, because Josh Jefferson should be theoretically, but right, but it doesn't surprise anyone who's ever heard you talk but about Jamar Joe Chase Burrow. is disgusting as a wide receiver, and that connection he has with Joe Burrow is, might I say, divine. Mm. That's a good point there. Okay, I'm gonna do. You know what? I'm gonna go come back next. To me, this is an easy one. He's ranked high, so people can say whatever. But Cooper Cup. He obviously last year with injuries was underwhelming, but I think he's going to be back and it's going to be no surprise. But like, he's just like the obvious comeback player. Are you saying it doesn't count? Wait, you're doing comeback now? Yeah. He was the number one wide receiver for the first like 12 weeks. Then he got hurt. He's coming back from an injury. It's fair if you're like, that doesn't count that much. But I mean, I, I feel like, He's coming back from an injury. He was had a down season, like objectively he screwed people over in the playoffs because he wasn't there. So that's fine. I think that's an awful pick. It's, you can, it's not a sleeper. You said come back. He, I mean, he had a phenomenal season last year. He did it. Hurt. Well, until he got hurt, though. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So my sleeper is going to be. Also, keep, it's not a sleeper. <laughs> no, you said comeback. But yeah, like, but I'm saying he just had an unbelievable. Like he's coming off a great season before he got injured. Yeah, but if you look at it, including like the injury does factor into. It. But no, I'll, I'll, I'll give another one. If like no, 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 no don't change it because of me. I'm just I'm saying right. like I, I understand. Sleeper Keontae Ingram, the backup running back for the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Why do I say that? Because James Connors, who's a solid running back, just is, James Connor. 
is never, <laughs> ever healthy. That is fair. He's a big back, too. He is. So I feel like Keontae Ingram will come in and just spice some things up. Mm -hmm. I think he's a big sleeper pick. Okay. And he's young, too. That's a good pick. All right. There are two... Oh, rookie, Bijan. That's that's easy to me. Honestly, there are a couple of wide receivers I think are going to be nasty, but oh, Bijan, to me, is like going to be like the top rookie. I'm going to go rookie because I'm feeling rookie, and that is my guy, Jalen Carter, with the Philadelphia Eagles. They're already saying he should have been the number one pick. The season hadn't even started. So, totally with you. How many leagues are you in where you actually pick defensive players? Oh, that's true. I, <laughs> I mean, go for it if you want. No, it's a good point. All right, I'm this for me. This is an easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go with rookie as well because we got to throw it back to my hometown, Carolina Panthers, Bryce Young. I think from a fantasy perspective, Bryce Young's going to rush for a decent amount of yards, mm -hmm. have a few rushing TDs in there as well as some passing tutties. Yep, and be overall a solid, solid. I think QB2 for your fantasy team. Interesting. Okay. I like Someone that. you play depending on the matchup. Yep. So I'm going to do... I'm going to fade Miles Sanders. Keep it in Carolina. I like that. Yeah. Here's here's my thought with it. He was inconsistent last year. I learned that on several parlays. Uh, he's also... Like, he's not... So he's inconsistent with all the weapons that they had there, like Correct. the offensive line. You're not going to have that at Carolina. Then Carolina's running back room is more crowded than it looks. Like Chuba Hubbard is mm -hmm. nasty. And then, um, so like, plus he's not like the best blocking back. And I think that Bryce Young is going to need that. Whereas I, I forget right. who they have, um, but someone else who's like pretty solid um, in pass blocking. So all in all, I think he's slated as like running back 19 right now. And I don't think he's going to. Top 30. Yeah. I agree. So. I actually agree with you on that one. Hmm. Fade for me. I have I have two fades. Okay. Can I do two? Uh, well, do one and then. As much as I. Because I, I want to talk about each section for fantasy. As much as I hate to say fade yes. this person. Mike Evans. Interesting. And the reason I'm fading Mike Evans, especially compared to where people have not projected, like he was yep. a beast last year, but guess what? Keenan Allen and Quentin Johnston. He also had Tom Brady. And now he has Baker oh, Mayfield. Sorry, Mike. I'm thinking Mike Williams, dude. No, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. So, I, dude, to be honest, I love Baker as a person. I love his commercials. I saw what he did in Carolina. And it was just enough for me to realize that I think I could have been the quarterback in Carolina. I mean, I can throw past deflections at the line. I know, too. that's what I'm saying. So I just think Mike Evans is going to get shut down, to be honest. Honestly, that's a pretty good pick. I like that. I don't like agreeing with you, but I like that. <laughs> so you have your comeback left, and I've got my fade. No, I did my fade. I've got my sleeper pick. You better go. I'm going to go Romeo Dobbs. Don't grab my hand. <laughs> I think Romeo, take me somewhere we can be alone. I'll wow. be waiting. That was nice. That was nice. That was nice. Uh, so Christian Watson, I think obviously he's going to be a wide receiver one in Green Bay. I think he's going to have a great season. I think yes. Romeo Dobbs is going to step up big time as the second wide receiver. 
Oh, okay. I know they, I know they drafted one, but I like especially in the slot. Like I think they're gonna be running a lot more with. I mean, obviously they still have AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, and so I think they're gonna be running and like some quick passes to Romeo Dobbs in the slot. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a good sleeper this year. Yeah. So I think he's right now on a depth chart wide receiver three, but, but we'll see. I think it'd be nice to get Rodgers out of Green Bay. Great run, but just time for something else. Yeah, and I, I've I think I've gone on record saying that Jordan Love looked Jordan pretty Love's good solid. He last did. year. Yeah, he did. So we'll see. Come back for me. This should come to no surprise because it is by far the number one comeback story of the season, and that is Odell Beckham Jr. Going to the Ravens. Him and Lamar are going to be BFFs, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And in between his flashiness, Odell's flashiness, his Lamar's, purple hair, Lamar's legs, yep. like they're going to extend plays. And Zay Flowers. Yeah. Dude, Baltimore's going to be disgusting this they year. They got a good running back room. I think they're going to be nasty, dude. So comeback player of the year, Odell Beckham. Mm. I was thinking we can just go through and talk about other picks in each category. So I've got. Some other ones I wanted to talk about were Debo Samuel's a comeback. He had a pretty good season last year, but I think he's going to go off this year too. I think him and McCaffrey are just going to have a day in San Francisco. If Purdy plays well, I agree. That's right. I'm going to say Purdy plays well. I agree. Purdy plays yeah. well. And like he's even been on record saying a few times that he was disappointed with the way that he played last year. And, uh, Debo Samuel. And oh, he like, oh, Purdy. He's like, no, Purdy, <laughs> I just exceeded every expectation. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed about and it. And I was pissed. So that was another comeback that I had, which you can argue at number four, Cooper Cup doesn't count. But again, he's injured. He's coming back from an injury. It's <laughs> it depend, Take it however you want to take it. That's how I'm taking it. That's fair, man. That's fair. I mean, Matthew Stafford's a monster QB. Or I mean, Jared Goff is a monster QB. Um, any other comebacks that you had? Um, who did I have? Not comebacks. I did have another fade in Dak Prescott, but it's just because I always oh, fade yeah. Dak Prescott. That's who you wanted to go there. I mean, the other, well, I was going to say along those lines, the easiest fade of all is Trevor Lawrence, because let's be honest, he sucks. He's terrible. One yeah. of the worst quarterbacks that's ever been out there. He sucks. Um, Besides Deshaun Watson, who's a perv and sucks. Uh, but along the lines, keeping it in the Clemson fam, T. Higgins. I think he could be another fade. Fade T. Higgins. You're drunk. Let me tell you why. Here we go. You want to know why? No. Already had a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. I think he's declining. He was like, he's never been like the fastest or the most athletic player. And then with these injuries, I think he's going to like still struggle coming into this next year. I think Jamar Chase is going to to go off again this year because you know how it's kind of like almost the sophomore slump last year. Yeah, I think he's going to go off more and T Higgins is going to be there. I think Boyd's going to step up more, Mm. too, into like the wide receiver number two in terms of like fantasy points. Yeah. So it's not going to be anything to do with Joe Burrow's performance because obviously he's he's a beast. But I I just don't think T. Higgins, I think right now he's wide receiver number 13. Is that right? Um, Yeah. Give or take. Give or take. And I I just don't think that he's there. If that makes sense. So that's why I would fade him. I'm not saying like don't have him on your team, but I don't think he's as good as people think. Uh, 
Also, chart. I love Christian Watson. I do too. I love Jordan Love, Christian Watson. Yeah. I think they could be another Devontae uh, and then Aaron Rodgers. I just, I, I am, I'm leery about Cup. Not because of the injury, but just because with our guys getting a little old over there. Matthew Staff. Mm-hmm. And plus, like, their coach almost just retired. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, Cup's an, an absolute animal. I just don't know if he's going to be a top five wide receiver. Top three. I don't think I would put him. Top three. I would go Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. You go Tyreek Hill? Yeah. Uh, no. Probably not Tyreek Hill, wow. just because I'm not sure about Tua. Yeah, true. Uh, I would go Travis Kelsey over him, though. Mm, yeah, it makes sense. Throwing that out there. Uh, yeah, it makes sense. I would love to go Devontae Adams, but Jimmy G's just not going to do it for me. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I know. So. Well, I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll have a good, have a good year. I mean, he's still going to be top six receivers. Uh, okay, a couple things that I'm excited about. This isn't necessarily player-wise, but team. So I guess it's affecting it. But the Chargers, I'm really curious to see Herbert. Justin Herbert especially. Austin Eckler, yep. right now, I would put him in the top three picks in yep. any fantasy draft. Such a good dual threat. But then you've got Mike Williams, yep. Keenan Allen, hopefully will be healthy the whole year. And then Quentin Johnston. So you've got three big receivers where Justin Herbert only had one for a lot of the past year, plus Austin Eckler. It could be, I mean, they could be a high-powered offense. Chiefs, as always, I'm curious just to see what what happens with the receivers, like who steps up, really. Yeah, who, I mean, who do they have? So You know, Kelsey, I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey, obviously yeah. a wide receiver one, and then... Valdez Scantling and who else did I'm surprised that? we don't see um Johnson on here. Quentin Johnson. I think he is Oh uh, yeah, not in the top one hundred. I always think Keenan Allen's overrated too. Really? I don't know. I've just never liked him. Hmm. I've always liked him. Just to be contrary. I yeah. will say I'm excited, of course, for the Jets. I'm excited to see what the Jets do. I'm excited to see what my guy Garrett Wilson does, mm-hmm. wide receiver, because he got so many targets last year. Yep. So I'm um, I mean, between him and Rodgers, he could he could be a top five wide receiver. And this then year. they got Alan Lazard came over too. So Dude, I'm telling you what though. Dalvin man. Cook. They could be really Dalvin good. Dalvin Cook is interesting. That is also up there in the Northeast a little bit. The Ravens. Like we've already we've already talked about a lot, but I think that they're gonna have a really good passing game that's gonna shock people. Yeah, maybe not shock people because well, yeah. you look at the weapons there and you're like, okay, that could be something. But I think people still are biased towards Lamar Jackson, not thinking that he can air it out. Right. Yeah, you can almost um, feel the tide turning a little bit in the NFL with some. Dude, I hope the I just hope the Jets. I hope they make the playoffs just for Jets yeah. fans. Uh, I, th- I think the Jets will make right. the playoffs. They had a great defense last year. Mm-hmm. Defense looks good this year. I'm telling you what, man. I'm going to go on record. I should have picked this as like a sleeper pick, technically. I really think Garrett Wilson's going to be a top five wide receiver. Interesting. I think between, I think Rodgers is going to play well this year. I think he's motivated. I think he's got a new like energy mm. in him. And I'll say, I mean, dude, Garrett Wilson, I like, I forgot, but the last six games or something, he averaged like 13 targets. Yep. 
So, like, I don't think it's going to go down with Rodgers. I just think he's going to be more accurate than our boy Wilson was. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I, I'm I'm predicting a big season there. Yeah. Because Rodgers has always been able to, I feel like, have that wide receiver one that still gets a bunch of targets. Like, I don't know how he mixes it up and, and Dude, does him it. him and Devontae Adams. Yeah. And so. That I, was disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. And Calvin lastly, Ridley. I'll say, I got. I got to say, shout out A.J. Brown and the Eagles. They're saying his offseason has been unbelievable. Mm-hmm. He's gotten even faster. And so he apparently is looking very good, according to um, Saravani. It'll and be so, interesting seeing what his targets are. It'll be interesting like Jalen Hurts' sophomore season. I mean, his third season. Yeah. But coming off a season, going to the Super Bowl, like, you know, a huge season that he had. It, it'll be interesting how he like bounces from bounces back from that. Like what is like, does he keep at that same level or are teams now going to game plan with the run and do different things? Cause they have a whole off season now. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I like it. Uh, other, other ones, Calvin Ridley. Mm. What do you think his bounce back will be? You see, I would love to put him as a comeback, but he's got, you know, who throwing to him. What are you supposed to do when you only have Trevor Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> I think Calvin Ridley is going to be, really solid i mean who else the jags have they've got christian kirk yeah who's, um, who's decent not bad he's solid ingram at jaguars uh, tight end. it's gonna be really nice um but other ones dj moore i think is gonna have a really good season this year oh with chicago yeah i think, think so? justin fields between what he's gonna do on his legs and being able to throw it to dj moore is gonna be nice because DJ Moore looked good with all three or four, or however many people were in the revolving door of quarterbacks for Carolina last year. So Dude. it's going to be nice. Yeah, I think DJ Moore is an absolute animal. And we get. <sighs> Did you watch that video I sent, the YouTube video about like the picks and the analysis and the bias and stuff? Did you ever watch Mm-mm, that? I didn't. Dude, you got to watch it because it's like how it's like talking about like the value of picks and that different, like that type of stuff. Yeah. And pretty much saying that. The last 10 times someone has traded up to a top five pick to pick a quarterback, the last 10 times, eight of them were complete bust. One of them was Michael Vick. So for a few years, pretty solid, like, you know. Very solid. And then one of them was, um, I forgot who the other, like, ab- like wasn't a bust, but wasn't, like, mm. you know, a great quarterback. Um, was it Andrew Luck? The Colts trade up. I don't remember if they traded up. But anyway, statistically, this was an awful trade for the Panthers. We'll see. But, yeah, Only we'll, time will tell. We'll see. But they'll do that. Eighty percent of the time, it's a bust. Like that's <laughs> that is that's a bold call, especially when you don't know who you're going to get. Like they they. Yeah, but I mean, it depends. That's the way every draft pick. Are. Like it, you can analyze picks and it can show you information like that. Like you can keep DJ Moore and then what's the upside of that? If you have no one to throw to him, he's just going to like you, you can't build off of a really good receiver. That's not like a top one. Like, but it was talking about like because GMs in the NFL, the average tenure is like two and a half years. Yeah. So it was talking about like especially with GMs and owners are old. Right, typically owners of teams are like seventies, and they want to win now. They're they don't want to build for ten years from now. And GMs the same way. They don't GMs and owners do not want to build for the future. They want to build for the next like one to five years. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting, like the bias of that though, and like 
when I watched the video and just like the the mathematics behind it, because theoretically you're like, hey, let's just trade away our number one draft pick every year for like two twos and a three, right? And just like keep doing it. And then after five to seven years, like be absolutely loaded. But statistically that's the better play, but owners and GMs want to win the next three years.